0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Call-Up, presented by Triple Play Fantasy. Week 22 coming at you full force here, and just me, myself, and I, and my good course co-host, Baby Huey, here for this episode. Mike, how you doing?
1: Doing good, Mendy. Uh, it's a little quick turnaround this week. We're trying to sync up schedules with your other pods and everything, and football coming up, but happy to be here and talk to some prospects. I didn't want to rush a guest into this week, so... We're going to we're going to hammer out some players for you guys this week and hopefully uh put on a good show for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mike said it. I mean, we've been at this all season. Pretty crazy. I mean, uh, pretty much all year we've been giving you guys, guys have been getting called up, guys have been looking at the minor leagues, prospect promotions. All everything under the sun, honestly, it's been a fun ride. We're going to have so much great off-season content, but we're in the last few weeks of the regular season here, so the real prospect heads are the ones I know that continue to watch here. And uh there's still players doing awesome things. And we want to make sure we continue to highlight those guys. So without further ado, we go, of course, to our beginning segment, our minor league players of the week, kicking off first with the hitting side of things. And the first guy here on this list, Andy Rodriguez from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates are an interesting organization because they need help in so many places. And over the last 10 days, he he plays all over the, di- the diamond, honestly, has been really looking good, Mike.
1: Yeah, Andy Rodriguez is someone I've actually been wanting to highlight for a few weeks. It just never came to fruition. But this is a guy that I'm very high on at this point. He has a double plus hit tool and coming into the season, they were projecting him for below average power. But as you can see by his stats there, that has come to fruition this season He's got 24 home runs. He's got a really good hit tool, as I said, hitting 310, 402, 584. He looks to me like a very good four-category player. I don't think you're going to get the speed. He has played some second base in outfield, and they do have Henry Davis at catcher in their organization. So there's a question about whether or not he's going to stick at catcher, but I think his bat's good enough if he does move off the position. And this, to me, is going to be a potential top 50 prospect coming up in the near future and I see him as someone who could profile as a middle-of-the-order type player for the Pirates in the coming years.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting to think. I mean, right now he's already amassed a double-A. Do you think, where is his final position, if you had to guess today? Where do you think it is?
1: Uh, That's that's a tough one. I've I've thought about that. I do think Henry Davis probably has the edge defensively at catcher, so I would guess he's going to end up in the outfield, maybe first base down the line like a corner outfielder, first baseman type of slugger who just produces in four categories.
0: Okay. I mean, again, great stats, multi-position eligibility. Uh, It's always great things here. So Andy Rodriguez is a nice name to to talk about to lead off the show. The hitter I chose and somebody that we talk a lot about, Rocky's prospects. I don't think we've talked about him too much, or if we have, it's maybe only been once. And that's Yankeel Fernandez, who... Uh, when I made this graphic, this was as of September 1st. So I will give his updated graphic or his updated stats. But if you're looking on the screen uh, over that period a 459, fifty six seventy six 676 batting average, 15 RBIs over those 37 plate appearances, looking at the last 10 days as of this recording, and he's got a 459, 456, 76, according to, uh, according to the uh, last 10 days, according to MLB.com. Does have the two homers, 15 RBIs, but uh, he had, why I kind of really thought he deserved to be the player of the week is he basically had 17 hits and 16 RBIs at the point of September 1st. So he just was amassing things over that 10-game period. Has 108 RBIs on the season, and somebody that I think is really starting to shoot up uh, the system for the Rockies here. He was in Single A last year. Had fifty doubles, twenty six home runs, and one hundred and forty two RBIs in one hundred sixty one games last year. So, I just love everything about the kid. He's got a fifty uh, hit tool, and he's got uh, also uh, good speed. and Nineteen years old. So, there's a lot, a lot to like here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, uh, he was. We did bring him up one time when Chris Clegg was on the show. He was one of the players he mentioned. In he's definitely a name to watch in that Rockies organization. There's some talk behind the scenes of him moving up. So if you're in a deep league, definitely give him a look.
0: Yeah, I thought I remembered seeing that name one other time. Mike's on it. Chris, Chris Clay brought him up. I'm even more happy that he's on this episode here. So a guy you need to make sure you, you're looking at for sure here. Let's talk about a player that has gotten some major league time and some time in the minors. Chase Silseth of the Los Angeles Angels over the last 10 days. He's got 13 innings, two earned runs, 21 Ks over that time. And in double a, he's looked pretty good and he's bounced again around between the majors and minors this year. Mike, someone that should hopefully be able to help out that rotation.
1: Yeah. Silseth is someone I felt like needed to be talked about. I mean, he, his season's been kind of an anomaly of sorts. Uh, he really surprised me when the angels called him up. Uh, he was drafted. They got called him straight up to the majors basically. And he, he, didn't uh, blow everyone away, but he wasn't overmatched either. He had it under five FIP in his seven starts, but he's moved down to double A at a more age appropriate level. And he's looked good. He's got a 097 whip, you know, four, 34% strikeout rate, 8% walk rate. So I, I just think uh, this is a t- the type of player that you need to keep your eye on because it's going to be hard for people to value him next season. They're not going to know which stats to look at or which it's, it's kind of an incomplete story. We don't really know what he is yet. His major league stats don't look amazing, but when you just look at him compared to other players, his age in double a, he's a, he's a really quality pitching prospect and someone I would definitely target because the angels have a good home park too. And I I do think he's going to be in the rotation in the future.
0: What do you think is his best pitch that, is going to be good for the major leagues. Does he have a pitch to you that you think stands out as a very quality major league pitch? Uh,
1: that I, I would say right now, his changeup is probably his top pitch. Mm-hmm. He's more of a well-rounded type of guy in, but that's something I did want to bring up too, is I think his scouting grades are a little inaccurate just because we didn't really know what we were getting and he's improved. So I'm going to be curious to see what they look like at the end of the season because scouting grades do get adjusted as well over the years. So this is just someone I think he's got average or better on four pitches and he's showing good command as well. So just a really solid, you know, three, four, number three or number four starter long-term. Jay
0: Silseth, name again, keep an eye on uh, someone that has some nice stability uh, for the starting pitcher position going forward here. I'm going to touch on a pitcher in the Kansas City Royals organization and Beck Way, who in his last start, the only start he's had over the last 10 days, eight innings, four walks, 10 strikeouts, no earned runs in that start, a 110 whip in that start as well. On the season, 21 games started, and in 105 innings has 121 strikeouts, a 352 ERA, 385 FIP. Strikeout percentage, 28.7%. Walk rate a little high at 10.3%. He was acquired from the New York Yankees, so he has time split between both organizations this year. Uh, similar statistics in both spots, obviously some better than others, depending on the statistic that you look. But it's interesting, on some sites, he's actually ranked better than Asa Lacey, which I don't know if that's the sign of how much Beckway is starting to come along here or how much Asa Lacey has tumbled since he was first drafted and kind of the upside that people thought he possessed. But Beckway, can. Get out, get up to about 99 miles an hour, and he's got a nice sweeping action on his slider. Also has a nice change-up. Uh, somebody that still is struggling a little bit with consistency right now, but the fastball grades as is, is a 60 grade fastball slider at 55. The control, like we mentioned, needs some work here. But someone that oh, right now he lowered his ERA after that last start to three uh, 360 ERA. And he's on the, in the right direction. Again, the, the, the walks need to get a little bit more under control, but someone again, that's not super old here. Uh, I believe he's only 23, as I said, on the graphic here. So uh, I, I like the future for him. Maybe he's not going to be an ace, but somebody that uh, I, I think is making his way up through the, the low minors here. and somebody to keep an eye on. Let's now go and let's talk about some notable promotions from this past week. And there have been a few of them. And I'm going to let Mike just talk about one of the guys here. We have Tristan Casas. Rin Nelson. Orion Nelson for Arizona. Hayden Wasneski for the Chicago Cubs. And Louis Varland for the Minnesota Twins. Mike, any of those four that you particularly feel comfortable wanting to go into a little detail about?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the one I know the most about is Tristan Casas. Because mm-hmm. he's been up on lists for a while. Uh, you know, John or the guy who started the show with us, he's probably pretty excited about this, but, yeah. uh, he's going to be, he's going to be from what I'm reading, he's going to be playing most days. They're going to obviously keep him under the 130, uh, at bats for the season, but they'll sit him against tough lefties, but there's a chance he could, uh, perform down the stretch. I, I really like him long-term he's, he's got big power and I don't think we've seen the full extent of that, even in his stats. Uh, This is a guy who just has like light tower power, but he's also got a good hit tool. Uh, Cassis to me is going to be one of the top slugging first baseman down the road. It's just a matter of if it happens this month or next year or the following year.
0: And you did mention the 130 at-bats for those that are not familiar those are the at-bats that you can still qualify as a rookie. So if you exceed 130 at-bats, you lose your rookie eligibility. And what's new now in the, I believe, the collective bargaining agreement for teams is that now if, you're, if you win rookie of the year, your, your rookie wins rookie of the year, you get a draft pick. So now teams, it's more incentive for the, them to play their younger players and and, and uh, not hold them down in the minor. So I think that's now becoming something that we're going to see in September Teams are going to calculate at-bats. Uh, you, you see it with Corbin Carroll and Gunnar Henderson already, where you might see them sit every third or fourth game against a lefty just because they want to keep their at-bats in check. So that, that's important to note for a lot of the guys that come up that they're not going to maybe get their full at-bats like they would otherwise.
1: Yeah, and that's especially uh, pertinent for like top prospects, mm-hmm. guys that they actually think have an opportunity to win rookie the, year the following year. And, yeah. and when they're doing something like this, I think this is a sign that we can used to say that the Red Sox intend on having
0: Casas on their opening day roster next year. Yeah. That's so a good point lo- as looking well. Looking ahead. Uh, let's now look and let's talk about our prospect watch players that we're keeping an eye on in the minor leagues. And let's start this segment off with Miguel Bles. Bless. Like you can correct me if I.
1: I believe it's Miguel Blaise, but I'm pretty terrible oh. with names too.
0: <laughs> okay. Miguel Blaise. That, that sounds about right. Outfielder for the Boston Red Sox and their organization. And in 2020, he's only 18 years old and over 300 batting average, 18 steals. Uh, Looks like a great young player for them, Mike. What about why was was he somebody you wanted to feature on this segment?
1: Yeah, this is a guy that I've been hearing a lot of buzz about. I liked him. I've liked him for a little while, but uh, just recently, a lot of the smart dynasty people, a lot of the uh, big time prospect analysts, I'm just hearing all the different trigger words that I hear for a guy. He was he was just scouts were raving about how well he played in the complex league and even statistically it doesn't jump off the page like five home runs you know but a 242 iso this guy is a 9.3 speed grade so this is a power speed guy with a good hit tool he if if i were going to say like if there's a player or a group of players that could emerge next year in A ball and make that giant leap up lists. I would put him on that short list. And so that alone is a reason to target this guy in dynasty. Just even if you don't plan on having an 18, 19 year old on your roster, just the value you're going to get when he goes up list. I think this is going to be an easy top hundred prospect. And seriously, if he does well in a ball next year, he's going to be in the top 25. So get on him now while he's rostered in under, you know, 15% of leagues.
0: Miguel Luis, again, somebody that, Getting on him super early, and right now he, he Mike is saying this is a guy you want to make sure you you look at uh, in those deep dynasty leagues before everybody else kind of catches up. That's is one of those guys right there. This next player might not be as flashy, or I have the same promise that uh, Miguel Blese, but Blaine Krim, first baseman for the Texas Rangers in their organization in double A, He is 25 years old, so he is an older prospect. But somebody that I think because he's an older guy, that maybe he'll make he'll go up through the majors a little bit faster at this point. And there's some real growth in his profile. So you see a 291, 359, 492 slash line, 22 homers, 80 RBIs. But what I want to take note of is the walk to strikeouts. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to highlight him, was because I looked into just his profile. Somebody last year in double A that had a 23.6% strikeout rate has cut it down to 16.1%. And at the same time, the walk rate nearly doubled from 4.7 last year to 9% this year. The batting average has stayed the same, actually gone up a few points. On-base percentage has gone up. Slug a little bit down, but not significantly. This is a guy that's actually seeming like he's becoming a, a more complete hitter at the plate. And he showed that recently, too, because this is a guy that uh, entered action. This was on Sept- as of September 3rd when I was taking some of these uh, notes on his statistics. And he was 15 of 27 over his last 27 at bats, seven extra base hits, 10 RBIs, and 10 runs scored over six games at that point. Had a five hit performance last Friday, and he had a homer streak of four straight games uh, during that as well. So he's just everything seems to be coming together for him at this point. And he's somebody that I, I think is uh, very interesting to uh, keep an eye on with the growth that he's shown at the plate. All right, our last segment to kick things off or to finish out the show are who's next, who's next for the call-up, and we're getting to the point in the season now where uh, most of the guys have been called up to this point that are going to be called up. We're about three weeks of the season, but there's still a chance for a few more, so we're going to take our shots here, call our shots, if you will, and Joey Weimer, outfielder for the Milwaukee Brewers, is our first guy here, Mike, and somebody that we saw a couple other youngsters for the Brewers get called up, so maybe this could be another one.
1: Yeah, this is a little bit of a stretch. I actually do project him to be an early season call-up next year, but the Brewers have called up Estery Ruiz and Garrett Mitchell recently. And you know, going through, I could have easily talked about Josh Young here or Grayson Rodriguez working his way back, but we've covered these guys a lot, so I wanted to touch on uh, Weimer because in Double-A, you know, we're well aware of the people who follow prospects of his power speed potential. But he's also got some swing and miss that came back into play this year. He was up over 30% at double A. And even though he had 15 home runs and 25 steals, it's still that's the question mark with him because he, he's got double plus raw power, at least above average speed, maybe even plus speed at, at present. But the the reason I wanted to highlight him is when he's got bumped up to triple A, he has five home runs and five steals in 113 plate appearances. He's lowered his strikeout rate to 22%. His walk rates at over ten percent, uh, basically hitting two sixty three, three thirty six five hundred five, one eighteen WRC plus. I mean, there's still concerns here long term with the hit tool being able to make enough contact. But in fantasy, the power speed that he's bringing to the table in a good hitter's park, if he's able to carve his way into an everyday role down the road, I think he's going to have value even if his batting average is low.
0: <laughs> wow, what a rookie mistake, David, keeping your mic on mute. Mike even gave me a sign off, off screen here. to uh, He couldn't hear me. I, I, that's a complete rookie mistake on my part. Uh, I figured
1: it was, it was me.
0: I figured it was my <laughs> oh, microphone failing or something. That was me being an idiot. Uh, but last guy here is not as deep a, as Mike here. This is someone we've talked about multiple times, but when I went through all the prospects, he was the one I felt like had one of the best chances at this point. Bobby Miller. And again, if you listen to the show, you know who he is at this point, 23 years old, right now in AAA for the Dodgers, 141 Ks and 109.2 innings this year, 22 games started a 391 ERA, 31 uh, 0.7 K percentage. Also looking just since August and since August, he's had basically five of his six outings giving up two earned runs or less. And he's gone at least six innings in four of his last five games. Uh, so he's, he's really hitting his stride right now. And also since if, while we're looking since August as well, has lowered his ERA, each of his last six starts. So, uh, it's been really good to see the the growth in him. He's somebody that, you know, uh, as he has the velocity and the type of profile that if the Dodgers called him up, he could be somebody that you see come in for two or three innings to face the lineup once, just blow them away. I would not be shocked to see the Dodgers do that. Like if, they wanted to add his arm, uh, you know, for a, a playoff series. Uh, someone that can throw near 100 miles an hour with the stuff that he has will play. So I'm wondering if maybe they call him up in the next week or two, give him kind of an audition. The last couple of weeks of the year to maybe be a somebody that is a piggyback guy in the playoffs. You know, again pitches once through the order. So I think that's his appeal this season. I don't think he's going to necessarily be like Hunter Brown, who we just saw pitch last night. And look really well through six innings. I don't think they call upon him to do that, barring significant injuries to their rotation. So, uh, but he's somebody I think that might get a chance here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I really like Bobby Miller. And uh, real quickly, just a double plus fastball, plus slider, above average changeup, and he's shown a really good command this year. I think if he was in another organization that wasn't as loaded, he would already be in the majors. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, the the Dodgers are able to take their time with these guys. And I do think he could get called up for that role. Like you said, but going forward, if he ends up in their rotation, this is a guy that you're going to want on all your teams.
0: Oh yeah. He's, he's one of the good ones. He's that's what we say. uh, Somebody that is, looks like the prospect pedigree and and is really going to hold up with him. Uh, But that's going to wrap us up here. A nice, a little shorter episode, but I think everything you needed in a little bit less time, just with one less person here, But we're here with you guys till the end of the season. And then in the offseason, we have a ton of great content planned as Mike and I start working on a schedule that we're going to deliver for you guys in the offseason for those where prospects never sleep. So appreciate you guys for tuning in, of course, each and every week. Mike, anything you want to make sure you plug to our audience before we get ready to sign off?
1: Uh, No, not particularly. Just thanks to everyone who's uh, stuck with us throughout this whole time. I know it's slowed down and football's coming along. But like you said, the hardcore Dynasty people and prospect people are sticking with us, so we hope uh, we're able to help you find some gems down the road. And uh, yeah, like he's, like David said, the off season we got plenty of great stuff coming up
0: for you. Yeah, it's going to be a fun rest of season, great off season with amazing guests. So keep make sure you guys stay tuned to this all off season because uh, we're going to be still delivering a ton of great content for you even when the season's not going on. But if you guys enjoy the content, please, it supports all the work that we're doing for it. If you guys leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed and hit the notification bell. So when the prospect episode drops every week, you know it as soon as it drops. Uh, also, if you're listening on the podcast, appreciate you guys. You know, it's going to be in your feed the morning of after we record. So that will continue on that way. And uh, again, just make sure you show support, make sure you throw a, mic, a follow on Twitter if you have not already at. MP Richards, 1981. If you want to follow me, Demendio2, put a lot of stuff out for that as well. But until the next week, guys, for week 23, for Mike, for Mendy, we'll catch you all in the next one.